Hello, welcome back to Eating It, stories of bombing, bad sets, and shows gone wrong. My name's Tyler. I am your host. Um, yeah, welcome back. Well, Happy New Year. It's been a while. Did you, did, could you tell? Could you tell? Jesus, it's been so long. So uh, here's what's going on. I uh, recently had a baby. You guys knew about that. And uh, her name's Claire. She is beautiful and perfect. And uh now, uh, now I can get back to this. Essentially, hopefully, that's my <laughs> my goal. So, um, yeah, it's the it's the new year. We're trying to get out to a month. That's my goal. Uh, hold me to it. If you don't hear an episode, let me know. Bug me about it because it's me being lazy. Really, I do have some in the bank, and that's uh, one of the ones that you're going to be listening to today. So, this is a. Um, this is a interview with Brandon Kirkman, who is a really funny comic out of uh, Chicago. He uh, he did the podcast when I was or when he was in town during the Cream City Comedy Festival, and uh, it, it's been sitting in the bank since. I've been lazy. Can you tell? Good God. Um, aside from that, uh, that's what we're hoping to do. So, like I said, got a couple in the bank, got a couple interviews scheduled. Excited about that. Um, what should you know? Uh, I have pins. You can purchase them if you want. You can uh, email me at jtylermenza at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at Eating It Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And I don't know if we're on Instagram. See, it's been that long. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. So here's the episode. I am going to go back to a life of uh, never sleeping and being just glazed in, in puke, baby puke. So, uh, hey, guys, enjoy. Thanks. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so let's get started. Uh, welcome to Eating It, stories of bombing, bad sets, and shows gone wrong. My guest today, Chicago comic and illustrator. Ooh, thank you. Ooh, and uh, all-around great guy. He just did book club, Brandon Cook, Kirkman, everybody. <laughs> Hooray! Ooh. Okay. Usually that part gets cut out. I always feel weird with the intro, but I feel like I, I don't know. Yeah, it's nice and organic, but kind of you like a good leaping point. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm up here for the Cream City Comedy Festival. Yes. Uh, Do you like it? Is this your first time This here? is my first time doing comedy up in Milwaukee. Uh, I've done a few tours now, but it's one of those things where like we either go through Madison or yeah. we just end up going to the South because I have more contacts in the South. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, like I've spent a lot of time in Atlanta and St. Louis. Those are like the ones I always Oh, say. cool. I, I grew up in St. Louis. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. The, the scene Good there town. is amazing. That's what I, I've not been down there to yeah. do comedy. But, yeah, yeah, me and my buddy Justin Luke got it on this together. I so know Justin Luke. Festival. We've yeah. been hanging, talking, looking at pictures he takes himself naked to promote shows, which is always great. It's so funny. It's He's such a silly thing. dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so nice. <laughs> and so funny, too. It's like the perfect combination. Absolutely. So uh, how, tell us how you got started doing comedy, how, how you got kind of... Um, into it because you're an artist yeah so well. I went to school for art and that was kind of my path for most of my life like I've been drawing things I can remember and it's what I love doing and I still do it uh, comedy's actually led to this perfect like combination of where I do a lot of comedy but I also get a lot of uh, work for doing show posters and other illustrations stuff oh, like that shit cool um, like a really great Chicago comedian there in Sutherland he's getting ready to do a one man show so he hired me to do a bunch of illustrations for it and it's nice. been a blast you did a bunch of illustrations for book club that we just did and I thought they were fantastic oh thanks it was so, so good so fun uh, my favorite still was definitely drawing what I called horny Bugs Bunny, where it's Bugs Bunny <laughs> with a giant erection. <laughs> and I do want to make it to a t-shirt, like, no doubt. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. That needs to be a t-shirt or a pin or something. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so it's kind of had this like symbiotic relationship that's been really great. Um, but the way I started doing comedy was after I got out of art school, I was kind of a little aimless. Um, but I was in a relationship with my fiance uh, Barbara, who has always been a great inspiration for everything in life. And I've been a comedy nerd my whole life. Yeah. And you know, like I'm in Chicago, and it's a great scene. They have a million great open mics. So this was probably back about I started four or five years ago. So about around 2014, cool. 2013. Yeah. Um, she's like, hey, you know, you, you love comedy. Have you ever done an open mic before? And I was like, no, I'm not a comedian. Why would I do an open mic? Right. I literally, as an adult, had to have her explain to me, you know, anyone can sign up at an open mic. <laughs> I, it's not just for famous comedians. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense now. That's, that makes so much sense. So I started doing comedy when I was like 27 because I'm 32 now. And I could have started way more younger if I wasn't so stupid. <laughs> like, literally, I just feel like the stupidest person when I ever explain the story to people. That, that That's a weird way to have to have someone yeah. <laughs> explain it to yeah, you. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I feel... <laughs> Did I feel you, like, like, ever aspire? I, well, I've been before? a big comedy my whole life, like I sang. So, like, when I was a kid, even, I remember my first comedy album I got was when I was in maybe middle school, beginning high school. Cool. My dad gave me Stephen Wright's first album. Oh, good. And I'm like, comedy is the best thing in the world. So I used to watch like Comedy Central all the time for like, you know, just live comedy tapings and just any good sketch shows they'd have. And so I've always loved comedy. I've always listened to a lot of albums like Maria Bamford and Eugene Merman have been big influences and I'm good at anything they would be putting out all the way back probably like 2003, 2004. Yeah. And then I just had this concept like open mics and all that. You need to be like professional comedians even to do open mics. And yeah. I just never asked or anything like that. So yeah, I mean, if anything, this is a great episode just to prove how stupid I am. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Not after what I. Yeah. By the way, he, uh, listeners, he just did a book presentation on Siddhartha. Oh uh, yeah, which, I'm bored. <laughs> that's right. Philosophical learned but not too. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, so yeah, um, you mentioned doing kind of some tours around the South and parts of Wisconsin as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've seen your share of uh, just just shit shows I, for me it's always uh, th- those small town bar shows are always really hard I don't know what uh, let, let's get into it what, uh, okay. yeah. uh, the worst show was the first time I ever got a road gig so it was a, probably a less than a year into comedy so this was about 2013 I want to say I'm not going to keep dates but I know it's around that time uh, but I had a friend I was doing improv with an improv class that was up in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I think you're really funny. I'd love to get you and some friends on a comedy show if you guys want to come up and do it once. So I'm new in the game. So I'm like, of course, let's do this. Um, so not a year into the game. And he's like, you guys are all fine doing 30 minutes, right? I'm like, of course, I got this. I got this. No, no doubt about that. Uh, so we get together and I basically realize I don't have 30 minutes, but I'll just talk about things I love. So it included some like half-baked bits. Um, at one point I named all 27 Godzilla films because I thought that'd be a funny bit. And then just talked about dad sex a lot. So just like, <laughs> everything I did was just wrong and so bad. And I got paid $100 for the oh, show. Oh shit. We all got paid 100 for it. So it was the first out of town gig. I got some really good money and then I felt yeah. so bad. Was there an audience? There was an audience, it was packed. Really? Yeah, no, uh, the guy who booked the show like does a lot in Kenosha for comedy and all that because he was doing improv down in Chicago because oh. he wanted to get some training for yeah. it. Really great guy. Um, I, I feel like you could say his name, like Glenn Kelly. I don't think I know him. Yeah, I, I don't I think should. he'd be bad using his name. He's, he yeah. runs a great comedy show. He just booked me because I was too confident. So yeah. it's one of those things. <laughs> uh, 
that happens. Um, but my the good thing is I had other friends I'd already made that had been in the game for a while, so I had a terrible set, setting up my three other friends for perfect great sets. Oh, good. Hell yeah. <laughs> I went first, I did so much bad, and then everybody's like, what's comedy anymore? And then my friend went up after me like, oh, that's what comedy is. Uh, thank God. <laughs> Jokes, structure, at things what, that make sense. At what point in your set were you like, oh, no, I'm... I'm starting to spin my wheels here. Definitely the Godzilla part where I'm like, I have a bit where I talk about how bad Garden State was for some reason. I'm like, any movie's better like Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla raids again. <laughs> Godzilla versus Mothra. Oh my god. Godzilla versus King Kong. And I just went through all 27 because I'm a big Godzilla fan. It's my other podcast is about Kaiju and Godzilla films. And I like, I got halfway through it, but I also had this philosophy already where I have to commit to the bit. So I'm like, I'm finishing this. And I could just see the audience face being like, stop, please, stop. Oh my god. Please, please, please stop. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you get done with that. Yeah. And then you have to drive with your pals back to Chicago. Do they acknowledge it? They do. um, To this day, (laughs) I'm still friends with all of them, thank God, somehow. And they all mention, like, please never mention Godzilla films on stage. uh, (laughs) I run an open mic that's been going for, like, a good three years with me hosting. Before that, it's been going since 2000, I want to say six. Cool. The Pressure Open Mic out in Chicago every Tuesdays at Pressure Billiards. Uh, Like, it goes so far back that Kumail Mangiani used to come through there pretty often, as well as a few other big Chicago guys. Uh, but eventually I started hosting that about three years ago but me and my friends were in that show together and we were all the ones that were on that show because that's where I started comedy basically and they just mention all the time please don't do that Godzilla movie ever again I'm like yeah, fair yes definitely you've not done it since? I have jokingly but also <laughs> I, I won't finish it because it's more of a, like, a threat to them yeah you get like five in <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. they start sweating <laughs> yeah, exactly he's going to do it again I'm like no I'm not that that much of a monster. What was the audience reaction like? Were they were they polite or were they, were they polite. rowdy? It was it was. I mean, like I said, it was actually a really good show. I just fucked it up really bad. So like they got through all of it. Nobody like walked up and left. Maybe than a few, um, but it was still a packed room. And all my friends went up and everything went way better. Yeah. So. Well, you. I think it's weird. You have to have those learning experiences. Yeah. Doing comedy like that's you got to take your lumps almost sometimes. You know. Yeah. Big old lump of duty. Uh, yeah, really. Sometimes, man, I tell you what, that's why I started this podcast, because I took a big old lump and turned lemons into lemonade. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was really the idea. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great story. So did, the, did they pay you before or after? After. And I think that's why I mean, my friends were in such a good mood, because I was like, I knew how bad I'd bombed, and I felt terrible. And then Glenn was like, okay, well, let me pay you guys before you leave. And since he runs a really great show and it's always packed, right. like we all get hundred dollars each. So like instantly went from like I did so terrible, like I still got a hundred dollars for this. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Why would I ever stop doing comedy? That's amazing. And then I found out you don't get paid that much for most shows usually, since I do a lot of like alt and bar scene shows. Yeah. So it's like it was just such a weird combination of both bombing so terribly and also having unrealistic expectations set right away. Have you done the show since? I have not. <laughs> out of, no. It's out of respect and fear of even asking Glenn about it. But, I mean, we're still, like, Facebook friends, and, you know, every once in a while I'll see what he's up to. So, yeah. like, you know, it's not it's not terrible. I'm sure he realized I was early in the game. And I told him to. I'd only been doing comedy for less than a year. Yeah. So. I think I, it, the Midwest is such a weird place because it is a place where you can do 30 minutes a year into comedy if you want to try. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think, like, New York or L.A., you know, the the good guys are getting, like, 12-minute yeah. slots. And even in Chicago, too, like, it's a little more professional. But, like, headliners still have it where it's, like, they... I mean, the average is, like, 15 to 20, but there's a lot of shows still in Chicago where you get, like, a good half hour to even 45 minutes as a headliner, yeah. depending yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's, yeah. I feel like that was a good learning experience, and then having the time yeah, yeah, that you can get in Chicago has helped me grow so much since For then. sure. Chicago's yeah. a great scene, too. Yeah. It, 
I, I love going down there whenever I can. It's down a couple weeks ago. Uh, funny thing, I was going to listen to this podcast before I got on, so I downloaded a bunch of Chicago comedians I saw in there that I oh, love. Oh, cool. It's like Mike O'Keefe. Yes. And I saw Rena Calm. Mike's story. Yeah. The, I saw the, the reading. I'm going to listen to this one first, and then I got two cut up. Go back and listen I'm to gonna it. I'm going to listen to it. So it Mike's has a great, Mike has a fantastic, one of my favorite stories. Yeah. I read the little blurb where it said, like, for a corporate event, like, this is going to be juicy. Oh, my God. Uh, Rena's is really good, too. Marty, I think Marty talked about getting kicked out of Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, DeRosa's had some crazy sets. Yes. He's so good, though. Yeah, he's super funny. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm trying to think what my favorite one... I don't even remember what my favorite one on here has yeah, been so yeah. far. Everyone has had... Oh, there's a guy named David Lewis who's a local Milwaukee guy. He's got a really good one, too. Yeah. Someone had a heart attack in the middle of a show. Oh, shit. Yeah. It, oh, I don't, uh, I don't toot my own horn, but I do feel like I've gotten a lot better comedy, but... Um, I ended my set last night for the Strip Joker show, which yeah. is where you basically strip down. I did reverse stripping, where I came out of my underwear, yeah. and I slowly put clothes back on. Oh, nice. Uh, but it was a ton of clothes, so by the end of it, I was just like wearing a luchador mask, an <laughs> and just like a bunch of that. But my closer I finally got to, right when the punchline hit, somebody laughed so hard, they dropped their beer glass and shattered. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm yeah. This is never going to get better than this. <laughs> It was it was so good. So it's it's those learning experiences you have that let you have that fun later on. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. One way I always uh, celebrate a good show or drown my sorrows after a bad show, and it's my favorite thing about comedy is like the after show hang. But I love a good late night snack, a good late night food. That's that is yeah. That is my like. It's it's the reason I still do comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Um, with that said, any memorable late night snack food hangs, or like if if you're in Chicago, where do you go? Uh, I feel like in Chicago, where we have pressure, we're by this really great Indian place called Garib Nawaz. Oh, cool! Uh, it's super cheap, super good. Uh, all the food's like less than four dollars, and it's just all perfectly cooked Indian food, which is nice. It's like a, I feel like it's Chicago's little gem because it looks kind of nasty and divey, but it's really good food. Yeah. And it's like a taxi stand because basically all the taxi drivers kind of come through there, get food, and then head off. Oh, yeah. So it's like busy. It's like open almost twenty four hours. I think it's twenty four hours. Uh, but yeah, it's always just hopping and bopping and really good food there. It's the best. Yeah, I, I highly recommend that. And then I think my favorite post show celebration I've ever had for a meal. Another hot tip for Chicago. Uh, we have a very famous restaurant for just doing burgers, rotisserie chicken, and a few other meals called uh, Asheville. Oh. Uh, but they make the best burger in the world, uh, and they have a place called Chevelle 2. Because Asheville is so packed, you have to wait like two or three hours. Mm -hmm. But there's a place called Asheville 2 in Logan Square, kind of on the board of Wicker Park. Like, no, it's Wicker Park, let me say. Uh, but you can just go there and get the burger really quick. So after a really good show I had out in uh, the Wicker Park area, I got a burger with my buds, and it was just oh, yeah. a memorable, good experience. Hell yeah. It's so funny. Every every Chicago comedian I've talked to has never mentioned deep dish or Italian beef no. or hot dogs. No. <laughs> now, hot dogs, I will argue for. There is definitely a lot of great hot dog places in the city. But, like, they're all so ubiquitous. You don't need to have, like, this is the place you go. Like, if you go to most any vendor or restaurant that does a hot dog or Chicago hot dog, they're going to get it right. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's the same well, It's the same thing. Like, the perfect example I can think of, I go to a gaming lab with a fellow comedian, Aaron Clough, and some friends pretty often. That's just for gaming, and they have, like, some bar food on the side you can order. So, like, real simple things. They have a Chicago hot dog there, and it's perfect, great, and four bucks. Like, Mustard, simple as that. celery, salt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's an easy recipe to follow, I feel like. Yeah, so you get that perfect hot dog and place some rounds of like Overwatch or PUBG and you're good to go. Sounds like a good night to me. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Um, before I forget, where can people find you? Uh, I feel like just follow me at on my Twitter at Kirkman Brandon, so basically my last name and my first name. Uh, I post a lot of my show stuff there. I post a lot of my art on there because I do a lot in 
both a, like kind of cartoon Twitter sphere as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just a good time. Uh, you know, otherwise I get like a Tumblr out there under my name. Just follow me on Facebook. I'll add you. I see we have enough mutual friends. If not, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's that digital age. Tough titties. Yeah, tough titties indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I just feel like I got a great Twitter. I I always feel weird saying that, but you know what? I'm proud of my tweets. Good. I tweet yeah. some real stupid you should shit. Be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you followed me. And I was it like, oh, this guy's one. a good tweeter, man, too. Oh, thank you. I try. I I've been purposely like not tweeting unless yeah. I feel like it's a good one. Yeah, I don't want. Once I, I feel like I'm on my hair course for a podcast where I'm talking about how shitty I was at comedy and still am. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you still bomb no matter what you do. Everyone does. Uh, yeah, it, it's, still, it's always a good learning experience. I feel like no matter how far you are when you bomb, if you can say like this is what I did wrong, you'll grow from it. But like. Get to your own horn. I feel proud of my tweets, and yeah. it's like if you hate Twitter and you're always like, oh, I don't get it, I'm like, just try to have fun on it. Mm -hmm. And you have a podcast. I do. Oh, I should plug the podcast. Yes, so do that. Uh, it's called Podzuki. Um, spell it how you think it is. It'll probably get you there, but it's P O D Z O O K Y. Um, it's on the Machine Culture Network, which is a local Chicago collective of podcasts. They have a lot of great stuff there. But we watch kaiju movies, so it's like the big monster films from Japan, but you know, in any culture now they have them. And it's a really fun one. We have on a bunch of Chicago comedians, actors, and then we talk about the movie we just watched, and it's a good time. Uh, it, I mean, it gets really stupid and digressive, but that's kind of the joy of it. Yeah, that's what every podcast is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like this. Yeah, yeah, totally. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. And we'll hang out later tonight, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm really excited for that Young Zook. Young Zook show. Right, should we end with a high five? Yeah, we can. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. Golden. So there we go, Brandon Kirkman from Chicago. Check him out on social media. I will include his information in the details of the podcast in the description. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, I normally read out my live dates at the end of a show, which <laughs> right now, I'm pretty lackluster, but let's see what I got. In January, I will be at Octopi Brewing on the 11th. Also at the 8th, uh, January 8th is Voyager, which is my show that I put on at Landmark Lanes. It's really great. Uh, hmm, I'm going to brunch on the 19th. That sounds cool. A couple things coming up in February. I'll wait until another episode to plug those. Uh, until then, follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, jtylermens, and at eatingitpod. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you soon.